Sorry, we're closed. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome back. Episode 72 of Sorry We're Closed. I am your host, Mr. Patrick James Light, and I'm bringing zero guests on for this Monday, Monday morning, Monday afternoon, whenever you happen to be listening to this. But we've had a crazy week at Green Rock. Uh, you know, we had St. Patrick's Day on Wednesday. Now March Madness started Thursday, Friday, Saturday. It's just an insane week. Uh, so had to not put all my effort into finding a guest, and even though it doesn't really take all that much effort. But what I decided to do, it was I'm going to try to do a little bit more, is talk more about my 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 playing playing days, like stories about it, uh, as I've done in the past, but even more so. And today I've actually decided to do a, uh, a top 10 list. Now, we're actually going to do a top 11 list, and it's my in, in the top 11 places, the only 11 places I've played in my Major League Baseball career, in the, the MLB stadiums and how I rank them. Uh, now, two teams that I played for, because you won't see them in the list before you get on me for it, the Seattle Mariners and Pittsburgh Pirates, neither make the list solely because I never made it to the big leagues, therefore I never played on their, uh, never played at their stadium. So you might think that you're going to hear Pittsburgh or Seattle at some point in these lists. You will not. I never may as only in AAA for both those clubs. So we have 11 Major League Baseball stadiums. Most of them, if not, no, not all of them. So most of them, all but two, are American League teams. A lot of American League Central because I played the most time in, in Minnesota. Uh, and we got some ALE, some AL West. But let's get right into it. Number 11. And if you followed my career and have any concept of who I might have played for and played against at what particular stadiums, uh, you, this should come as no surprise. It's pretty much everyone's last place Uh last place, you know, what have you. It's the Tampa Bay Rays. Tampa Bay, it's just, it's, it's just not taken care of. Uh, the, I, I hated any place with the bullpen on the field because why are we on the field? That doesn't, you know, if you overthrow the catcher, which I was known to do, you overthrow the catcher, the game's got to stop. And then you do it twice now. You, know, you can't warm up properly. You're, too more, you're more nervous about stopping the game than you are getting ready to, to get into the game. And maybe that's why my career didn't last so long. But still, you know that whole experience uh, I didn't like. And they don't, again, they don't take care of the ballpark. The place doesn't look good. Um, it just you know for whatever reason they haven't they haven't put money into that place. Well, I guess they don't put money into the players really either, as they just trade away Blake Snell. But it was always just a just not a great place to play. The, the clubhouse was eh. Everything was eh. The whole place was just eh and not taken care. It didn't make you feel like you were in the big league. It just made you feel like you were playing in a big league stadium, but not really like there was no one in the stands. Like it was just it wasn't a good place to play. Although Tampa and the places we stayed were beautiful. Coming in at number ten, you had the Detroit Tigers. Now the clubhouse eh. Pretty pretty mediocre clubhouse, uh, nothing crazy. The field is actually very nice. Uh, the bullpen out in left field, um, you know, you have the shrubbery. You know, it's it's not a bad looking park. Uh, it's not in a grace area, but it just there was nothing like spectacular that drew me to Detroit. Like when I was going through this list and seeing all these teams, there was nothing there that made me want. They're like, oh, I really enjoyed my time in Detroit. And when you get to the top five or so, top six, there are things that I can pick to that I pointed to that I was like, oh, I, I love that place because of this or I love that place because of that. Uh, so, again, Detroit, not necessarily a terrible ballpark to play in, just really not the ballpark that I um, 
particularly wanted to play in. And there was no nothing really there drawing me to playing in that ballpark. Coming in at number nine was actually my favorite team growing up as a um, as a baseball fan was the Chicago White Sox. Uh, growing up, my favorite player was Frank Thomas. So Frank the Tank, uh, as I would, as I guess I'll probably a lot of people call him that. But Frank the Tank, uh, Thomas, and going to what was it Comiskey Park? It's probably called something else now. But again, nothing really there. That's all that spectacular. I think the bullpens were out in right field. Uh, the one cool thing, it's not really that cool, but we were just messing around. Uh, this guy, the, one of the groundskeep guys was like kind of off to the left of when the foul pole goes straight up. They have like usually have a sign there that says how far it is down the line, right? So we were all messing around and a bunch of guys tried to hit the sign. And the, the, the grounds crew guy was standing right there. So I was like, took that, my ball, winged it right at the, uh, the sign and I hit it. The guy at least controlling the team somehow manages to hit that, and the sign falls off, creates the guy enormous amount of work. I felt horrible, but Chicago, it was it, the, again the the bulb, not the bullpen, the the clubhouses. They're all kind of the same in the NL, AL Central, you know, whether it's you know Minnesota or it's or it's you know Cleveland or it's Chicago or it's Kansas City. They all kind of look fairly the same, as if they use everyone used the same guy and to create it. Uh, so there was nothing really that, again that spectacular about the place. The reason it's in the t- it's in no- it's at number nine, you know, ahead of those two cl- those two places, was really just because I had the sentimental value of you know the White Sox were my favorite team. I always wanted to play there when I was growing up, and I eventually did so. And I actually pitched very well at Chicago. I did very well against like guys like Jose Abreu. I think. Um, was more known on the team at that time. I, he might have been out of baseball somewhere. There was a lefty that I pitched really well against in Chicago. I, I thought it was more no, but I can't remember. But so the combination of me pitching well there, as well as you know, kind of the sentimental value it has has white has the lands the White Sox at number nine. Coming in at number eight is an interesting place because it's not that great. I didn't love the city, but the, the atmosphere they provided is why I'm there. And it's Progressive Field in Cleveland, the Cleveland Indians. They have like a stacked bullpen, kind of like they have in Minnesota. So when you go out to, it's like right center field. The first, the first level uh, bullpen is the home, Cleveland, the Cleveland Indians. And then the back second level is um, the away team. So the thing that was cool about it was that the a lot of guys didn't like people talking shit to them in the bullpen. I never minded it, um, but these guys up above us. Because it's like a like a beer deck, like a beer garden almost above that second level of the bullpen, and you get to overlook and watch these guys warm up, and you know, you know, kind of more of an up close and personal view of the pitchers. And these guys would just berate you. Like they did not care they, who you were. They didn't care what you did. They were just coming. They were drunk, and they were just coming at you. And I I enjoyed that stuff as a player. Like I thought that you know that's part of the gig when you're growing up. Like you get to do that because you're in the big leagues. So that kind of experience, again, the, the place isn't, isn't spectacular. Again, the clubhouse very similar to all the other AL Central clubhouses. Um, nothing, nothing really drawing me to the place. I did pitch well there as well, but nothing really drawing me to progressive field. The city is eh, kind of shady too. I remember I was, being at, I was at Jimmy John's, and I was standing there, and this guy was just look, literally – I'm sitting outside, beautiful Cleveland day, sitting outside, and this guy just—I think he was homeless, but I wasn't sure. I didn't ask him, and he just sat, he just stood there in front of me, staring at me while I ate my Jimmy John's. I don't think I've ever ate a sandwich so fast in my life because I was so uncomfortable. So 
the city, in my experience in the city, not tremendous. Uh, but that little atmosphere that they were able to provide as far as a kind of a big league experience of pitching at a bullpen with people yelling at you while you get ready to go into the game. And, you know, the, although the Twins weren't very good that year, we did compete with the Indians. We competed with these clubs on a nightly basis. That's one of the best things about baseball is you typically you compete when you just end up losing because they are the better team. Uh, so there were fun games. There, and Cleveland was a, was a really good, really good team at the time. Uh, so it, that whole experience, that big league experience is kind of what – got them as high as they are in this um, in this top 11 list. So Cleveland was fun. The next place, no real concept, and the only reason they this club will be at number seven, I'll let you pause the uh, podcast after I say it to try to guess, is solely because of the scoreboard. So it, I hope you paused there and you figured it out. My This particular place, scoreboard, I've always been enamored with, and it's Kansas City. Again, clubhouse, same shit as every other clubhouse in, in America. Um, the field, the field's cool. It's right next to whatever. I don't know what um, the Chiefs' place is, but it's right next to that place. It's it's cool. The hotel was nice. The, you know, the Kansas City, although I didn't get to go out, uh, seemed like a like a hopping place, and it seemed like a, a nice a nice place to go out. Uh, I think it's very foodie, uh, but the scoreboard there with like the the king. Uh, crown on top of it, uh, the bullpen out and out in right field. It's it's just I just thought it was a really unique type of ball club that you don't really see anywhere else. Like Chicago, let's see who else? Chicago, Cleveland, um, even Minnesota. They're all kind of the same ballpark. There's nothing like unique about them. This particular place has that unique ass scoreboard. That is just like I remember playing you know, video games, seeing that scoreboard. So to be able to be actually on the field and pitch at that field, I actually never got into the game. I don't think in Kansas City, but I warmed up a few times. It was cool. It was just it was a cool experience uh, to see that. And again, another type of big league moment for me, where I'm able to, you know, take a, what I've done so many times in the video game and then be there in person. Uh, it was pretty cool. And again, that scoreboards I've always been enamored with for whatever reason. I don't know if you guys are the same, but. You know, that king like crown on top of it, I've always loved. So, and again, in Kansas City is a nice city. They have the whole thing kind of going there. Uh, but I think they might even be higher on the list if I was able to go out in Kansas City because I've heard such great things, but I wasn't. So they land themselves at number seven. Number six is where when people talk about my debut, I always have to mention this place, and it's Houston. Houston I, is where I got called up. I didn't make my debut there unless you count being on a scorecard as a debut. But I got called up in Houston. Sunday night baseball. You guys all know the story. Sunday night baseball against Houston. Unbelievable game with the Red Sox and, and the Astros. And it came down to uh, you know Heath Hembry, a 3-2 pitch. I was going in the next batter. It, was, it would be 3-2. Bases loaded, two outs, up one run is when I was going to possibly come into the game as my big league debut. What a what a crazy thing that would have been. And I think, again, sometimes you get thrown into the fire. Sometimes it's a great thing. Sometimes you get thrown into the fire. Sometimes it's a bad thing. Who really knows where I would have done in that part of my career? But it has like that special place because it is the first time I stepped foot on a big league field as a big leaguer. You know, you st- I remember stepping foot in Houston. When you get off the bus in Houston, you actually walk through the field. So you get on and you walk through the field to your clubhouse. And there's no like underground tunnel, le- or there might be, but it might like, maybe it just takes you forever to get there. So you go through the field, and like having my bag and like being in a suit and stepping onto that field, like looking up and seeing all these crazy things as your first time being in the big leagues. 
it, it was a really cool moment for me. Um, you know, as far as the game went, it was very, it was very, it was chaotic. You know, I wasn't on much sleep. You know, I got up and down about five times before finally the game ended uh, in the bullpen. It was, it was, it was a difficult game as far as physically, but it was such a cool experience and being there and, and doing what you know, you know, finally, you know, doing that big league dream. Uh, Houston is is it's and it's a cool ballpark ballpark to be to be quite honest they have like you know, a unique type place they got like train tracks going uh it, it's a cool place it just it didn't the top five places have a little bit more that i liked about them although i think houston is a phenomenal ballpark uh, just not quite the level of these next places number five is now they number five gets to be number five solely because of my big league career in reality, the ballpark's cool, but it's not that cool. Uh, it, it's the, the the clubhouse was 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 nice, but you'll find out why the clubhouse was nice because I know the visitors' clubhouse wasn't that nice. Like, and it, we'll just get right into it. It's Minnesota, the place I played the most big league games in, the most time spent on one particular team. Minnesota, the one thing that was cool, I, li- I always like being able to walk to the field. So the hotel was right across the street, so I was able to walk to the field. Always loved that. You get to the ballpark, you get to the clubhouse, and the clubhouse is fantastic. Brand new clubhouse. Uh, I mean, the field's fairly new as well, so you know the whole thing is is brand new. You get you get the you get the royal treatment. You know, when I get into the go to the the cafeteria or whatever it's called, and the the chefs there, you get three chefs there willing to make you anything. I put on like twenty pounds because every day I go to the field, they're like, oh, give me like a California burger with you know French fries. They have fresh baked cookies waiting for you anytime you need. Like, it was just the epitome of a big league feel. And then obviously the field, it's a pretty cool field, target field. You feel like it's huge when you're doing things and then you actually get there and you realize it's kind of a hitter's ballpark, which is kind of surprising because you feel like target's huge. It's not that big. And you saw the Brian, guy like Brian Dozier be able to go out and hit a home run. I mean, he's a phenomenal hitter. Be able to hit so many home runs on first pitches of the game out to left field. You realize that the field isn't as big of a... Um, big of a you know uh you know feel to it it's not as big as you think it is or the way it looks on tv and then you have again you have stacked bullpens like you do in kansas or not kansas city in cleveland though so at the for the first level is the um is the away team we're on the back end watching the game from behind and you know that's whatever it, you know, it was it was spacious you able to get to do what you needed to do stay into the game you know get warmed up what have you all of those things but nothing again particularly about the feel the field itself that drew me to pick Minnesota at number 5 the main thing really is being able to have that uber big league feel with a beautiful clubhouse with a chef cooking you food whenever the hell you need it you got the hot tub i had a, some great teammates the whole the whole whole shebang in Minnesota got to number 5 uh, but not necessarily anything particularly about the field Number four, another sentimental value place um, and a place that uh, it will always hold a, a dear, dear place in my heart because of, of what it meant um, meant to me, meant to my, my family, my career, everything. Uh, it's just it always will always have that place in my heart. And it's it's Atlanta. Atlanta, it was the let's see, what was that? Um, it was the last year of Turner Field. So, you know, you had a place where I'm making my debut. I'm pitching on the same mound as guys like Greg Maddox, John Schmaltz, 
you know, all these legends that have pitched there. I remember growing up, you know, watching those Yankee Braves matchups where you have some of the best pitchers I've ever seen grace the mound with their presence. And then myself to be on that same mound making my debut. Um, the bullpen was pretty cool. It was almost like a home game. I remember going and getting announced. Um, you know, the Braves got announced. I feel like no one was even. Everyone, no one even noticed that they were getting announced. And then the Red Sox got announced, and it was insanity. Um, everything was just crazy uh, in in Chicago, or in Atlanta. And one of the few stories I remember from my time in Atlanta was was really about the whole experience of. Of some some uh, I'm trying to think like some fan was um, move this mic here a little bit. So some fan was asking me for an autograph, but they weren't asking me. They wanted me to go get David Ortiz, and I was I'm like three days in the big leagues. I'm not going to grab David Ortiz, but they put on this sob story about their kid, like maybe having cancer or something. And not to be an asshole, but people lie. Like people will lie to you to, to do these certain things, especially at that level to get that. No one's going to lie and say my kid wants my kid with cancer wants Pat Light's autograph. Okay, that's probably not a lie. But to go after Dave Ortiz, Dustin Pedroia, David Price, some of these guys that might end up in the Hall of Fame, there's, there's some some valuable money on the line here. They'll say and A lot of people say anything. As sad as it is, they'll say anything. So I remember going in and, and asking a staff member. And I just said, hey, listen, this is what was told to me. I'm not doing anything about it. If you guys don't want to do anything about it, then we move on. And that's exactly what they did. They just they 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 just moved on because they, I guess they people had been burned in the past with this type of stuff. And again, when David goes out there, he's got to sign five thousand autographs, whereas me, I'd sign two. So, but Atlanta was such a cool place. Uh, you know, again with the Turner Field experience of being able to be in that almost like that baseball shrine of Greg Maddox and all these great pitchers. Was a really cool experience for me to make my debut, and then on top of it, I got to come in after David Price, who I think might be a future Hall of Famer. And then he threw eight innings, you know, shut out baseball with sixteen strikeouts, some crazy shit. I come in, you know, get a little, little bit of trouble, but get out of it. So it was it was a really cool experience to be there and have that place to be my debut. Coming in number three, you might actually surprise you because it's an actually a little bit of an old ballpark, but it's so such a unique ballpark, and it actually at number three has the worst clubhouse out of the entire list, and it's not even close. And it's Toronto Blue Jays. Now, again, keep in mind, when I'm ranking these, it's, it has more to, do, more to do with the experience of the entire city, clubhouse, field, everything, rather than just you know the ballpark itself. Now, obviously, I think, let me try to look here, you know, Atlanta, Minnesota, Houston, Kansas City, Cleveland, Chicago, you know, Detroit and Tampa. I mean, the only real city that competes with Toronto on this list so far is Chicago. Uh, the Toronto, the Toronto area, a phenomenal city to go out in. A lot of fun to be around. Um, just a, a, a through and through, like a really cool city to go out in. I remember going to the bar uh, in Toronto and then bringing out, uh, like literally, get, you know, me and a couple people and I'd buy in the first round or what have you, and I bring out. Um, bring out money, a cash, and then as I'm, I just then realized that maybe they don't take American dollars, uh, and so I had to ask, they do, that was nice, but it was, it was, a, it was a unique experience, um, and it, it, so the city itself was cool, just in and of itself, and then you get to the ballpark, now the clubhouse, worst ball, clubhouse I think I've ever played in, 
Uh, it's yeah, it's not even close. The worst clubhouse ever. It's like a hallway. It's terrible. It's almost like a minor league clubhouse. It wasn't good at all. But then you get out to the field, and it's an older field. It's got a hotel in center field, which is a little weird, uh, but that's kind of cool. It's kind of unique as well. Uh, but the thing about this field is it has a retractable roof, kind of like Houston does. But Houston's was closed the one day I was there. In Toronto, you have the retractable roof, and then if you look straight up, you have that. What I don't know what the building is called in in Toronto, but that needlepoint building. Uh, let me look this up. Needlepoint building in Toronto, uh, and the view when you're just like out there shagging is so cool that it's. Like it's it's I don't even know how to explain it. Like you're just like you like go and go get a base, go get a fly ball, and you look up and there's a huge like this huge city skyline up there. It was such a you such a cool experience as far as doing it in Toronto. Now I didn't pitch well in Toronto. I gave up a home run to Josh Donaldson. Everyone knows that. It seems like on Twitter, but it was a fun place to play. And then on top of it, I actually went on a date in Toronto. Uh, with a nice young lady. She was you know nice. We never never really got anywhere, but. Uh, I had called my agent to get. I had to get a table. I want to get a table on the in the needlepoint up at the top. It rotates as a rotating restaurant. I wanted to get a table, so I called and wanted to try to get us a table. And I I got my agent to do it for me. And I have still to this day do not know what my agent said or what happened or what to get this table. But I got the table was waiting for me. I got up there and the guy called me Doctor Light. And he says, so nice to have you here again, Dr. Light, but blah, 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 all this thing. And I I went along with it, but I to this day have no clue who they think I was or what my agent said to get me that table. But this gentleman thought that maybe I was a very high-end doctor or or I don't know, or some famous doctor. I don't really know. But I wasn't that person, but was still able to get the table, which was good. The food was eh and way overpriced, but it was it was a uh, it was a cool experience nonetheless. And again, the Toronto feel, the bars, the nice restaurant, the the view when the attractable roof opened, the the whole bit uh, was how Toronto got itself at number three because it was just such a cool place to be uh, and to spend. I would love to have played in Toronto. Spend a summer in Toronto would have been really cool. But now we get to the top two, and I don't think they're going to be all that surprising to you. I think we all can kind of guess where I'm going with number one, but number two is City Field in Queens, the Mets. Now, right off the get, you have the you have the sentimental value of I'm from Jersey. I'm from the area. Like I have my family watching the games. I'm in New York, I'm in Manhattan. Like that Manhattan by itself, I is in my view like the greatest city in the world. Like you have such a cool cool place. You're staying I'm home. I'm essentially home. You have that surrounding the place. So right then and there, it's like how could you beat this place? Then on top of it, the bullpen is out in right center. I got people from Green Rock actually showing up and screaming at me while I'm warming up. That was cool. You have such a, a really spacious bullpen, so there's a lot, lot going on there. And then you're playing a Mets team playing for the playing, go, trying to get to a wild card spot. So the place was mobbed. And then I came in one game. I paid, I faced Reyes. I think Conforto. No, I didn't face Conforto. I forget who I was, Reyes, and then I know Cespedes. I got pulled up for Cespedes because we went on to a lefty-lefty for Granderson. And I struck out Reyes. Uh, I walked one guy, and then Cespedes hit a single up the middle. Uh, and then they, they pulled me. But the fans at City Field, when you're on the mound, the fans at City Field feel like they're literally on top of you. 
which I always thought I don't know how they pulled it off, but there's a when you're when you're at City Field in right center, there's a second deck in right center. And I remember getting the ball once when I don't remember who I was pitching facing at the time, but I remember getting the ball and walking back towards the mound and like looking at that right center field and it almost felt like I was in the stands with those people. And I always loved that. I always loved that small feel of these opposing fans are right on top of you, screaming at you, trying to get their team, willing their team to a playoff spot. And that in and of itself was fantastic. Not let alone the clubhouse, which was magnificent, the food, which was magnificent, the clubhouse attendant, this gentleman, I don't remember his name, but he was tremendous. He had, you know, New York style pizza in there for days. Like it was everything about the place, everything surrounding the place was was just awesome. Um, so it was it was a really cool experience and then yet on top of that it's my home. It's it's impossible. It it is possible to be because one place did, but other than that, it would be impossible for any of these other teams to even come close. When you talk about the top from a, from three to eleven, they're all you know they can all kind of be in the same conversation. One and two are so far beyond those two places. The, any of the other places on the list, it's it's just insurmountable leads for these for these top two um, on the list. So at, with no further ado. I get into number one, which, of course, is the Boston Red Sox. Fenway Park. Let's oh, well, let's back up here. First, first off, Boston, the city, magnificent. Such a unique vibe as far as the city goes. You know, I'm used to Manhattan. I'm used to, you know, this New York City style feel where it's huge buildings, all this stuff. And Boston has, it, has that. But Boston also has a, it's such a, it seems like a small town city. Like it's such a unique, it's like a huge Hoboken, um, and I love that about Boston. You know, the bar scene is cool, although they close early. Like everything about Boston in and of itself, you has a bunch of little, it has a little bit of everything, just like Manhattan does. But they have just like a, such a diehard community for Red Sox fans and for Red Sox. Like they, everyone talks about the Patriots. Sometimes they talk about the Bruins. They talk about the Celtics. This is through and through a Red Sox town. When the Red Sox are good, it doesn't matter about anything else. And that year, the year I did play for the Sox, we were good. We weren't a World Series team, but we were a good ball club. And to be a part of that atmosphere, to to go into Fenway Park and then get up by the on the second floor overlooks Yaki Way, and you're you're sitting there, you're eating a sandwich or something, you're getting ready for the game, watching all these fans like run around, like having the times of their lives, and then to go out to a sold out Fenway Park. It just doesn't get better than that, folks. It just doesn't. You know, Fenway Park had you know Babe Ruth played on that freaking field. Like you have the Green Monster, you have the place is absolutely sold out. The buzz in the air is electric. And then a game that I didn't play on, I don't remember exactly what the scenario was, but I remember David Ortiz playing against the Yankees. We were down at maybe one or two runs. Guys on base, David Ortiz hits a liner to left center off the green monster. The plays, I've never heard a play so loud in my life. The Red Sox take the lead, we end up winning that game. And I've, again, I've never heard a place. I, I screamed. Like it was so exciting being a part of that Red Sox Yankee rivalry, seeing, you know, David Ortiz, the legend that is David Ortiz, Big Poppy, hit something off the wall against the Yankees and end up getting, you know, winning the game for the Red Sox. It's just impossible to beat that. And then again, it was a home clubhouse. It was the you know the club that drafted me. It was the club I came up with. And, you know, a lot of my friends were on our team. You know, Mookie Betts, Travis Shaw. I'm not sure if Devin Morero was up there, but like Brian Johnson, like all these guys I came up with through the system, and finally we're all up at the big league level. It it, it didn't get better than that. 
And it, 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 I mean, I'm done playing. I'm not going back. But so it will never get better than that. But Boston forever will be number one. Uh, and then on top of that, I struck out my trout there. So I think we all know that story. So it, it's it. It's just such a, an amazing place. And I go back every year now to go watch baseball games. Not last year, unfortunately. But I try to go back every year now to go watch games because it's so cool now as a fan to not have the pressure on me and remember what it's like to be out there uh, and now have a beer with guys like Jared Carabas and do content and things like that. But it, it, it's always as a special place for me. I always will be. Fenway was, was such a cool place. Boston was such a cool place. Uh, and it's, it is, you know, it is just far and away number one on the list and again that's not city field's the only thing even coming close but even that is not too close to Fenway Park in, in Boston so that is the top 11 places that I played at the only 11 places that I played at uh, during my big league career uh, and listen I, I I didn't prepare for this well I did prepare for this but again I went, in, went into this and then when I sat down to figure out what I wanted to talk about today I, you know, I saw someone that talked about a top 10 list or something like that, and I remembered that I had uh, this list. I had this going list of you know, checking off on my, on my notes uh, app on my iPhone, checking off places that I played at. Uh, so I was like, oh, I'm just going to go in there and, and look, at the, look at the green check marks and then make a list, and this is where I'm at. But guys, I hope you had a wonderful weekend. I hope you have a wonderful week. Um, you know, it was a big weekend for myself. I'm exhausted. So this week might be a little bit of a downer for me, but I appreciate you guys tuning in. Tune in again on Thursday. I go over the National League uh, in total as it is the last Thursday from uh, until opening day. Opening day is April 1st, the following Thursday. So tune in again on Thursday when I go over the National League. The National League is an absolute shit show. You have so many good teams, the Padres, the Dodgers, the Braves, the Mets, anyone and everyone has a solid squad, and you know, although the Dodgers are probably, you know, the team that I'm thinking about, probably picking as the winner of the National League, all of those teams can knock them off. All of them are great. It's very different from the American League, and I think it's 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 quite quite a shit show there. So please tune in Thursday for that. And until next time, guys, I'll see you at the bar. Thank you so much for listening to the Sorry We're Closed podcast. Go subscribe to our email chain over at thepatlight.com and follow us on all social media. Until next time, guys, I'll see you at the bar. Sorry, we're closed.